0: How do you know what minerals you need or have too much of? Learn more from Glenn Rabenberg in the Soilworks episode about correcting the cause of mineral deficiency. It is always cheaper to correct the cause than react to the symptom. This is the Soilworks Correct the Cause podcast featuring Glenn Rabenberg and brought to you by Soilworks and Acres USA. Thank you for joining us for episode four. In the third episode, we went through the hot topic question of to till your land or not. In this episode, we are going to switch gears and we're going to talk about the mineral tie-ups in your soil and sap testing with soil expert, Glenn Ravenberg, who joins us for every episode in this series. Our goal today will be to help you determine the cause of your mineral deficiency and to give you some solutions to correct those causes. Glenn, thank you for joining us again. Hey, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Glenn. This gets right into what we love to talk about today, because you say which is minerals and biology and the soil and all that fun stuff. So, uh, first big question: My soil test shows excess minerals. Why do I have a deficiency then on my sap test?
1: Oh, that can't possibly be. If the minerals are in the soil, they've got to be in the plant, aren't they? People are doing a lot of different testing: sap testing, tissue testing, petiole testing and that has been a question that has come up a lot lately and they go what the heck what gives i've got all these minerals in the soil why aren't they getting into the plant well no matter what kind of test you do one thing you have to realize copper iron zinc and manganese are tied up or chelated by a particular large used herbicide that is also an antibiotic by patent and uh, and registration and the reason these minerals aren't getting from the soil to the plant is because the plant usually isn't strong enough to pull them up and what the heck do I mean by that? If a person was to do a sap test And our type of sap test is we like to squeeze the stem and leaf right in the field to to measure the carbon and oxygen that's in the fluid, the sap, or the blood of that plant. And what we find is if that plant is at ten bricks or below, you're not going to have enough plant energy to pull the nutrients from the soil that are needed Because the trace minerals are heavy, and carbon and oxygen are components of sugar, and sugar gives energy. So a lot of times we will find there isn't enough sugar or carbon and oxygen in the plant, or you don't have enough carbon, oxygen, or microbes within the soil. And something to look at when people look at their soil test they think that's what the plant is made of and it really isn't. The plant is made up of carbon, oxygen and hydrogen and those three elements make up ninety four percent of the dry matter weight of a plant and that carbon and oxygen has to come from microbes in the form of CO2. So if If the sugar isn't in the plant, or if the microbes aren't in the soil, or if they can't breathe, there will be a lot of minerals in your soil that don't get up to the plant. And many times a foliar feed of those minerals that are deficient won't give you the results that you're hoping for because the plant wasn't strong enough to pull them in and place them on a cellular basis.
0: Thank you glenn that's fascinating as always uh the follow-up question then is what makes my soil minerals uh, available or bioavailable
1: oh wow there's a lot of things that can tie up minerals and can turn a single elemental mineral into a compound and plants don't like compounds the plant wants to be fed by the microbes and what i mean by that is the microbes we call the cooks of the kitchen. And the minerals that you see on the soil test, they are designed to make the structure of the soil and create a home for the beneficial soil microbes to break everything down and to make plant food. And so what we look at, to get minerals bioavailable, we have to have air in the soil, and we have to have food for these microbes. And the number one and number two ingredients that microbes need are carbon and oxygen because they give off carbon dioxide. So by, by getting the microbes in the soil and making sure they have air, your trace minerals within the soil can and will be more available.
0: Okay then, is there one key element that makes all the minerals available?
1: Yes, and depending on who you talk to, you may get different answers. Our answer for that, the alpha or the lead mineral, we look at as calcium. And here's why. Calcium makes up the largest volume of any mineral within the soil. Calcium makes up the largest volume of any mineral in animals. Calcium makes up the largest value in minerals in humans. So we consider calcium the mother of all minerals, and she's the mineral that lines things up and gets everything going the correct direction and uh, basically keeps house in the soil and in the plant. And your soil test may show that you have a lot of calcium in your, in your soil, but if you're getting lumps or clumps or clods or crusting, that soil has, has basically pulled the calcium down to a level below the zone that the microbes can get at it.
0: Okay, so it all starts with calcium and works around calcium. Uh, basic question then, how do I get calcium in my soil and what's the right type of calcium to get into the soil?
1: There's a lot of calciums to choose from. Calcium carbonate, pella lime, limestone, gypsum, calcium nitrate, calcium chloride. All calciums are beneficial but depending on what they're hooked to will be determined on how available those minerals are. And uh, we've been working with a calcium for over 30 years that's a deionized calcium that makes it more available that it can be sprayed with water and it's a small volume It's, it's very active it is immediately available and it's just a topical spray and you need soil contact and that calcium, we can, it will be introduced as mother to your soil to start getting the house in your field realigned and getting the minerals where they need to be so that you can utilize them in the plant and sell them as yield.
0: Great, thank you, Glenn. Uh, One question before we wrap up, I'm walking my fields. What do I look for to notice mineral deficiencies?
1: Yes, one quick test is uh, if you're walking in your field in June, July, or August or September, if your soil has lumps, clumps, or clods, or if it cracks or crusts or seals off, I can guarantee you have a deficiency of available calcium in the top few inches of your soil because if the calcium were there, your soil would not be acting up like that
0: all right so uh to review what we learned in this episode we learned all about mineral deficiencies we learned that uh just because they're in the soil does not mean they're available to the plant uh to do that you got to make sure you got oxygen and calcium in the soil which kind of triggers everything to start working together Uh, everything works around calcium and that might be the correction you need Uh, did i get that right glenn
1: i tell you what you did a wonderful summary i bet you did well in school
0: I hope my former teachers are among those listening to the fourth episode in the Soilworks series. Thank you, Glenn. Stay tuned for episode five, which will help you correct the cause of herbicide-resistant weeds. Man, what a great topic for uh, this series. Thanks from Soilworks, Glenn Ravenberg, and everyone here at Acres USA. Find those causes and get them corrected.